I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. Michelle Humes looks like she has it all. A chart-busting singing career with the Saturdays. High-profile TV presenting gigs with shows like This Morning. Her husband Marvin was in JLS and has a broadcasting career of his own. She has three great kids. And here's the thing. Bath time doesn't care about glitz and glamour. But a mum has to care about her children. When I was buying products, I couldn't understand how some products wouldn't be suitable for newborns, yet I could use it on my three-year-old. And at the time, I would always call my kids my babies, right? So when they're three, when they're four, I'm like, what changes in that formula that now makes it suitable? What sort of chemical are we adding in this that's now suitable as they get older? Because for me, my three-year-old skin is just as delicate as my three-month-old baby. This is how so many businesses get started. When people realise the product they want doesn't exist... So they're just going to have to make it. Do I want it to be available in a grocer's? Do I want it to, where do I want it to sit? My feeling was always that I wanted it to be premium high street. I developed contacts from lots of different fields. And for me, it was sort of like putting them together and yeah, trying to start out this new journey. I'm David Marlison from the Evening Standard and we're meeting Rochelle at the Treehouse Hotel in London's Fitzrovia to get her advice on how to be a CEO. She made sure to get tips from her kids. My eldest, she does not mince her words. The first time the logo came back, actually, she was like, oh yeah, it's really nice. I like this, I like that, I like the colour. And then she was like, but why is there an onion on it? So I called the team, I was like, guys, <laughs> she thinks the coconut looks like an onion. And now I actually agree with her. We need to rework the coconut. <laughs> Which is harder, breaking into show business or breaking into business? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. I'm sure equally, for me, business. I obviously started out in this industry when I was a kid, right? So I was an S-Club junior. So for me, that I feel like I've always been in and around this world, the entertainment media world. Um, so for me... Yeah, breaking into the world of business was, well, I say was, like it's past tense, is <laughs> harder um, than than what I already know, you know, for sure. So why do it then with all the things that are going on for you? What made you think, I have to set up my little cuckoo? Do you know what? I kind of, I always, I've always been quite savvy to my industry. I got to the point where I was, you know, face off lots of different things and... 
I really wanted something of my own. And when I fell pregnant with Alaya, I really felt like I wanted to bridge that gap between, you know, I was, I'm, you know, your baby is your world, right? So when I was pregnant, I was going through pregnancy, what I was using on me, what I was then using on her. I was really fussy about what I was putting on my newborn. And I just felt like the, the gap really needed to be bridged from that sort of high street price point to like, I don't know, going into Selfridges and finding something that basically had nothing in but cost a lot more money because it was so good for you. Um, so I didn't feel like there was anything on the high street that I, as a mum, was particularly happy with. And I'm such a product junkie. I have the most vast collection of products. If you open my cupboard under my sink, it just falls out at you and every other cupboard. Martha's not got a look in. I'm such a product junkie. Um, so I knew it was always something I wanted to do. It's always something I was interested in. And it was just the way that it sort of manifested itself when I was pregnant and then when I had a little one and it was like, do you know what? This is my thing. So then that was it. I got to work and I have as I said I've had licensing deals before I've had you know propositions where I've been the face of and you know employed to be an ambassador which I still do for other companies however this felt different this felt like for me no this is what I'm so passionate about it I'm going to develop this brand and you know make sure it's perfect from you know grassroots up so yeah, it was really important for me that, that I had ownership of that. And it was also important that it wasn't like a celebrity brand. It wasn't a baby by Rochelle Humes. You know, I I, it's, I just want to build something that will live on. That's interesting to me because a lot of people have celebrity brands and they put their name on it, they put their face on it, their signature on it. But your products don't. If you know, you know, which I like. And so I have people that know me that will support me are invest, you know, naturally invest in something that I would be behind. But I think if you don't know, I quite like that. And there's nothing better than I walk into a boot store and I can see, particularly over the pandemic, I, you know, or as we're all still wearing masks and I have a mask on and I'm just, I always go and have, I call it mystery shopper. I go and have a little nose and check my stand and I check that everything's as it should be. And um, there's nothing better than when I can see a mum having a little look, reading the back, having there's nothing, nothing that fills me with more pride. And in the copy on the back in really small print, it says founded by Rochelle Humes, like right next to the ingredients. It's very small. So yeah, it's kind of, it's a really surreal feeling. And I think particularly because I've had to learn a whole new world, you know, a world that I didn't, I knew what I wanted. I knew what, what I wanted it to be, but that doesn't mean that something's going to happen instantly. I've had to sort of get to know this whole new world of business and launch a business like two or three weeks before global pandemic hit. Yeah, I'm gonna to talk to you about that surely. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a it's been a big learning curve, that's for sure. You know, I've known contacts, you know, I've had several different contacts over the years. So I spoke to like, for example, lawyers and league you know, I'm like, okay, so I want to do this. So I've heard I need to like trademark this name and I need to and then I sort of come up against it a little bit because I've trying to trademark the word My Little Coco, which featured the word Coco, which Chanel had a big problem with me at the start. I was like, I'm just a sport. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm going to rub it off like a choose. So I had to then go and pitch it to them and say, it's not a competitor, you know. And so there was a whole, as I was, you know, and that can be, that was after the first month, but they liked me and they, and they got it and they, <laughs> and they accepted it was not 
a competitor. I'm like, it's short for coconut because we, we use organic <laughs> coconut oil in everything. Um, so there was a lot of that. And yeah, I kind of just sort of literally as that started from the ground up, I'd, I'd had like a licensing deal before where I did like a, a body glow range and the company that produced and manufactured that I knew that I loved their work and their standards. So I went to them and said, look, I, I want to, I want to develop a baby brand and it's going to, I want it to grow to be a lifestyle brand. Um, could you help me? I want to, you know, look at some formulas and I know they've got amazing, um, chemists. And so that's how I started that side of it. So I think I developed contacts from lots of different fields. And for me, it was sort of like putting them together and yeah, trying to start out this new journey. And then the pandemic hit. How did you keep going? We had a really good first week or two. And then obviously the news that everybody got at the same time running every business, you know, working wherever you are. It was just the whole sort of wheels fell off of the world, didn't it? Um, But yeah, essentially when I first developed this and, you know, was considering where I want to retail it, if I want to retail it, do I just want to stock it off my own e-commerce? But actually it would be really nice to be readily available on the high street. Where do I want it to go? I met with lots of different retailers and, you know, it was a sort of real journey and a real sort of me mulling over that for quite a long time. Do I want it to be available in a grocer's? Do I want it to, where do I want it to sit? And my feeling was always that I wanted it to be premium high street. And I met with Boots and a great team of women. They got it instantly. I've met met with other retailers that didn't really get it and tried to remove certain products. And and I was like, no, this is it. There's nothing, I've developed it. It's definitely done. You don't have power over that, but do you want it or don't you? And, <laughs> That's a good way of Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no other, there's no other way <laughs> yeah. this is going to work. And Boots instantly got it. And do you know what? I kind of had this really good feeling about the team when I met them and, the, you know, they just really got behind it and they were as excited as I was about it. And for some of them, it was like, you know, one of my buyers at Boots were, were new and they really had a chance to sort of prove their worth on the team. And I was, it was, it just was a really nice moment. Um, and then obviously the pandemic hits, we were all like, okay, okay, this is all right. We, you know, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be a couple of weeks at this point? We don't know. Let's just, we'll, you know, we'll get out of it the other side. But I think there was just something that was supposed to be because Boots was actually one of the only shops that stayed open. I think it was like grocers, wasn't it? Supermarkets and your Boots because it was a chemist, yeah, because, because it was, it was a pharmacy. Yeah. So there was something that was actually like, do you know what? There was part of this was supposed to be because... Do you remember when you could run into a Boots and it would be like, oh my gosh, I'm in a shop. And yes, I've got a mask and I've got my gloves on, I've got everything else on. But it was nice to just look at stuff. So actually people had really, bizarrely, the pandemic should have been the thing that should have floored us, mm. like uh, not even a month into our, you know, into our launch. But actually I think people were really sort of investing in that time. You might have gone into Boots to get your essentials, but... Yeah, they, you had the time to shop and it yeah. sort of became the time where people were focused on their phones, weren't they, and focused on yeah. Instagram. So they might have seen something on Instagram and when they went into Boots, they had a real good look at it. So I think, bizarrely, I think we sort of built up like a sort of core customer during that time, which I did, which was obviously never the intention. It wasn't anyone's <laughs> intention. But I think, yeah, weirdly, the stars aligned somewhere because for the fact that I 
wasn't going to retail it with anyone. Then I decided to. And then that was the only shop that could stay open. It yeah. was like, some someone wants this to work somewhere. <laughs> someone does. You've got this product. You've It's been on basically a labour of love. And I want mm. to talk about how it was created. And then it's out there in front of the public, in front of people you've never met, mm. might never mm. meet, mm. and they're going to be giving their reactions. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, is it exciting? I, I'd be terrified. Yeah, I think for me, it wasn't that because that's my life, right? Yeah. I make TV shows. Is anyone going to watch it? We think it's good, but is anyone going to tune in? We're, you know, we're doing a podcast now. Are people going to have an opinion on it? Do You know, that's from back in the day, from being in the bands. We've got a single out. Do people think it's a good song or do they think it's, you know, I think it's awful. That sort of, that never really, there's always the worry there, but I don't bog myself down with that too much because that's always been my life. I always have to sort of hope someone's going to like it somewhere. <laughs> and I'm always used to that. So yes, you always get that sort of butterfly feeling. The thing for me wasn't, were they going to be interested in it? Because I thought, do you know what? I've got a following. I know, you know, when I look into my engagement and who looks to me and my audience, I know a lot of them are young mums. So, I, and, you know, I know that there's a an interest in it, as it were. However, are they going to buy it again? Yeah. And that's always my thing. Like, they might try it once, like I do. Like, oh my God, I'm going to try that face cream because it looks it looks amazing and I've yeah. heard it's really good. But is it going to be good enough to um, get, you know, till I get to the point where, oh my goodness, this is run out, I need to run and get another one. And I think for me, that's what's always important and that, that's what's testament to the product. But yeah, right, it's, for a lot of families, it's become, you know, and even when I'm like looking at people on Instagram and I just, and they're like bathing their kids and they might not have even spoke about it, but I can just see it on the background in the back of you know, in the back of someone's video, I'm like, oh my goodness me, like it just, every time it gives me a buzz. Let's have a break. And while the ads are on, have a look at how to win £25,000 for your business with the Evening Standard and AXA Startup Angel. There are six chances to win, including two top prizes of £25,000 plus mentoring from some of the UK's leading businesses. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter before July 17th, 2022. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 
and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I don't know whether it's the right word, it must be quite vindicating for you because I was reading up on how my little cook was formed and it was you wanted a product that had this in it but not this in it and you wanted it to work for not just the kid but you might be able to yeah. use it yourself if you wanted to and it's like quite a high bar that you set for yourself yeah, and then you looked at it and went this doesn't exist yeah so I'm gonna have to make it yeah I think I wanted I when I was buying products I couldn't understand how um some products wouldn't be suitable for newborns, yet I could use it on my three-year-old. Yeah. And at the time, I would always call my kids my babies, right? So when they're three, when they're four, I'm like, so what, what changes in that formula that now makes it suitable? What sort of chemical are we adding in this that's now suitable as they get older? Because for me, my three-year-old skin is just as delicate as my, my you know, three-month-old baby. So my thing was for it to be suitable for newborns, and that is what people are going to see on the bottle. So they know that a newborn can use it. And then if it's suitable for a newborn, I can use it. My other children can use it. Particularly when you have more than one child and you've got a growing family. I don't want to go, oh, this is theirs because that's their, what, you know, half the time they're all in the bath together. So, yeah, I think the children know it's not me. <laughs> I think my bath's not that big. Um, so, yeah, it kind of, you know, the whole idea and the whole feeling for me, you know, obviously we started off with cosmetics, products yeah. and toiletries. But for me, you know, we're, we're really sort of evolving into a real family lifestyle brand. And for me, it's just being a brand you can trust and making parents' lives easy. And I think that's, you know, not having to question it. I just want to be the brand that parents feel, oh, my little Coco, I've done that. It'll be good. I'll grab it. And that's the sort of trust that I want to be able to, you know, get from our customers yeah was that always the plan or did you think do you know what we've got something here or did you realize you had that trust from people so maybe um, we could try some other do you things? know what i'm just that person that's always done, right okay we've done this we've now this what's next what's next yeah and i i can't i wish i know you know i know our formulations are spot on i know our chemists are amazing i know that we get them tested in the best way and so I know that we do that well. So if I'm like, okay, let's work on this new scent. Let's, I know the level of, of, you know, I know we've got that sewn up. So I'm like so comfortable with that. But now I'm like, okay, so how about if we actually did this? And, you know, I'll be trying things. I wish I could find one of these that do this, but with a bit of this and a bit of that. And I think they often say that a true entrepreneur didn't reinvent the wheel. They just made it better, right? That's really what I'm trying to do and make parents like, you know, I am a parent. I travel with children. I, you know, my whole life revolves around them. You know, my working day consists of, okay, I've got to get back for the school run or I've got to do the school run before I've come here. My whole life is a focus group now. <laughs> That's basically what's happened. And it, it all started with the chair and with the weeding stuff because I was like, why well, can't... Why Why has no one developed tableware for babies that, that is aesthetically pleasing? Why does it all have a truck on it or yeah. a lorry or a unicorn? Like, can't it just look all right in your house? Yeah. Like, do we get a say in this at this point? Because it's often at the stage where babies 
can't talk and tell you that they want I want the one with the lorry well no they're just learning how to eat so that's not really they don't have that opinion yet and you're going to come to that point where all they want is Spider-Man or My Little Pony so why don't why don't we just have it looking nice whilst we can? Yeah, but that's the thing with your things. You know, the, the weaning bowl there. I mean, they look lovely. You could have it. We're recording a hotel right now, but you could have that as a little bowl yeah. right here in front yeah. of you. And, and, and nobody would even yeah. notice it, would they? Because at that stage in, you know, in, uh, you know, in your journey of, of your child, like it is basically part of the rest of your tableware. It just bugged me that everything, I'm like, why Why is no one doing this nicely? I don't understand it. Why is it not practical? Why isn't it just simple? Um, so that was my thing. Neutral tones and, yeah, making it aesthetically pleasing. And I think I've had so many mums like, oh, my goodness, thank you. I don't mind if someone pops over for a cup of tea and all of the stuff's all out on the side because it's actually all right. It's not all mismatched and it's not crazy. So, yeah. I'm, 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 it was nice to see that other mums were as neurotic about that as well. <laughs> so you say everyone's you, everyone's basically part of your focus group now, but when you were creating My Little Coco, was that kind of a, a solo-driven thing or did you yeah. involve family with that too? No, not first off. I kind of, because I knew exactly what I wanted and I didn't really want any outside noise. I involved my mum. My mum drew the logo for me. That's her. I've got it actually on my phone. I'll, I'll find it for you in a minute of her. My mum basically did all my art homework at school. <laughs> She's not an artist, but she just really, really good. I was like, Mum, can you just write as if you're a child? Like, you know, and and she did. And then I sent it to the team. And then they like, however, you know, I've got the most amazing design team and like digital team that I'm I'm such a technophobe. So whenever I'm like, right, I need this, I need it to look like this, I need it to have a Hessian background, because I'm obsessed with Hessian. Don't know if you know. Um and I need this, I need the logo here, and they just always make it I, I know what I want, but I'm just not good on a computer. If I yeah. was good on a computer, I'd be lethal. Um I'd be I would I'd be awake all night actually if I was good on the computer because there'd be no stopping me. Um so yeah, I literally sent them a picture of what my mum had, had drawn. I had like all the kids colouring stuff out and I was like, go on, off you go. And she did like lots of different ones. And I'm like, no, that's the one. And yeah, they took it and then they, I suppose, however you do it. And that was that. And then, yeah, so it's been a real, it's nice because it's been a real sort of family product. All of the products first get tested on my children mm. um, and myself. And yeah, it's kind of, it's, it, it really, it really is from me and my family. And that's, you know, that's our little saying from, from our little family to yours, but it absolutely is. Like everything has come from something that I feel is missing, needed, loved. And yeah. But have the kids ever said, mummy, this is not good? Oh my goodness. A hundred percent. Like, especially my eldest, she does not mince her words. The first time the logo came back, actually, she was like, Oh yeah, it's really nice. I like this. I like that. I like the colour. And then she was like, but why is there an onion on it? So I called the team. I was like, guys, <laughs> she thinks the coconut looks like an onion. And now I actually agree with her. We need to rework the coconut. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we've definitely had moments like that for sure. But it's really nice because obviously it's, a, a, you know, ultimately, it's, yes, it's a family brand, but it starts first and foremost from the child. So it was yeah it's really great to get her feedback so she comes and she'll do like we do the whenever we do photo shoots we do it on a school day off so she'll come and she's a creative director and particularly goodness me like the early shoots that we did like and you know there wasn't a great deal of budget and you know I'm, I'm roping all my friends kids over to my house and 
you know, I've got a room in the back and we put a, a, a colorama backdrop up and we're, you know, I'm like, right, you, yes, you've got curly hair, you need to come over, right, can she come? And Marvin's there blowing bubbles to make babies laugh and putting baby shark on, you know, we've, yeah, we've all, we've all definitely, it's all, it's definitely a family business. So is this business enough or is there a secret serial entrepreneur in there? I don't think at the minute I've got any more to give. I don't think there's any more of me that I could pull in another direction. It, it truly is like, and I think, and I'm, I'm a believer in putting all of me into something to make it the best it can be. So that's one, you know, I, who knows in the future, I, I might, you know, I might feel, oh, I might try this out. It might be something completely different and worlds apart because I always think, you know, why not life's too short if you want to try something, go for it. But in terms of business, like I don't, I, I'm, I feel at capacity at the minute for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and what is the future for my little cook where are you heading with it next it's actually funny you should say that i just completed our five-year brand plan literally yesterday so that's done now what's uh, it <laughs> other categories there you go that, that that told you something about telling you too much but yeah i just hope for just real sort of it just to keep evolving in the way that it has done i'm honestly so proud of it and it's for sure, my biggest accomplishment, you know, starting this and not knowing half of the stuff that I know now of, you know, I just thought you put something in a shop and it might sell, you know, but I didn't know this sort of, it's so intricate and there's so many different pieces to the puzzle. So I, I just don't think I could take any more on now because I feel that I've got three children, a husband, which sort of sometimes comes under that children category too other stuff too this is like you know I could not have telly or not have any of the other stuff and my little Coco would be job enough you know but I've always I've always you know made a rod of my own back and I you know I've always had such a love for telly so that's nothing that's never you know I would never give that up because I enjoy it so so much and it's nice to sort of have those breaks away from the business to go back and be you know be on your A game. So yeah, I'm but everyone keeps saying to me, Do you think you'll have more children? Do you think you'll get another dog? Do you think you'll just I'm like, I just if you want me to be here, I talk to you when I've done the school run, yeah. fed the dog, you know, I've had a team meeting and whatever else. Get yourself over to mylittlecoco.co.uk to learn more about Rochelle's company. And for all the latest news, interviews and features, go to standard.co.uk forward slash business how to be a ceo is back on monday morning give us a follow on your podcast provider and start your week with us hi i'm lawrence delalio host of the evening standard rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with qbe business insurance the show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the champions cup will be crowned at tottenham hotspur stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.